You it's hard to that. stand up to British people. It's so hard. As we discussed with the Hot That's kind of our whole culture is standing up to British people as Americans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, really calling it back. Sorry. Um, founding father. Kind of founding father vibes. Wait, I hate, also hate the royals. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Well, who's your least favorite royal? I don't know their name. Hi, Nico. What's up, Con? Not much. I love you. I love you. No homo. Mm, a little bit of homo for me. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. From two guys who are never part of the boys club, we want to welcome you into ours. Welcome to boys club this is our podcast about boys and about other things like their clubs and the things we were a part of hockey and we're not a part of bagels wait did you say we were a part of hockey i wasn't me neither welcome to the club boys grab a bagel grab a bagel i was like what do boys eat hey con hi how are you i'm good thank you how are you oh my gosh uh, I'm pretty good. It's raining and the snow is going to melt and I'm really pumped about that. I think of you every time I see snow melting on the ground. You did text did. me the other day and you said the snow's melting and yeah. I was like, oh, he's thinking of me. Because earlier in this week you said you were sad and I said why and you said because I feel like it's going to be a long time until the snow melts. And yeah. I was like, oh. But I, I did not peg myself as a seasonal depression girly ever. I think we all But are. I we talked about this last time that everybody has a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, but I was always like, oh, I can handle the snow. I don't really care. And I saw it on the ground for two weeks and I was like... So sad. Absolutely fuck this. I don't think that we should have to work that hard to get where we need to go. No, the, when we go to do like open mics and stuff, I'm like, this is insane that we're going to this in the snow. Literally insane. And I'm really triggered by it because when I was 16 years old, I was wearing Sperry Topsiders and I was at a voice lesson in Philadelphia. Did I talk about this last time? No, I don't think okay. so. <laughs> I was wearing Sperry Topsiders because I was, I was a Republican and I was at my <laughs> voice lesson in Philly singing, learning that I didn't know how to sing. And I left and it was like snowing. Mm-hmm. And then my, I mean, wearing, like Sperry Topsiders, like they have no traction on them. And then I was no. like literally slipping into traffic and it was traumatizing to me. And I called my mom and she's like there's a snowstorm what do you want me to do oh you did tell me about <laughs> she's that. like you have to take the train babe and then <laughs> i it was the so bad did you witness any boys clubs this week um uh, okay i did and i feel like it's been under our nose this whole time um they my boys are. club has, they they really always are <laughs> this one really has been and mine is the royals all the royals oh, yeah. actually the british royals Really probably all royals, but I didn't do enough research to know if I'm talking about all the royals. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like – I know we always say all cops are bastards, ACAB. I also think that we need to be saying all royals are bastards. Yeah. Because it's – I Google Prince Andrew every day. And <laughs> to me, it's like – Is he the one who's a pedophile? Yes. Okay. So he's like – so now Prince Andrew, if you – I feel like everyone knows what he's doing at this point. But, like, he's a – in trouble like because he's related to epstein right so he just got like stripped of his royal titles but mm. like for the last like 20 years where i feel like it's been kind of public knowledge at least within the royal family that this was happening he was still getting like his life paid for by taxpayers that's insane yeah that's crazy that's crazy so that to me is a giant voice club anyone who has allowed a system of oppression like that to exist for so many years is problematic bad and in a boys club and that's why it reminded me of cops whereas like it's like oh like the idea behind a cab is that you're even if you're not a problematic cop by nature of association with that problematic institution you're bad yeah the royals are the same Mm -hmm. yeah they it's pretty crazy i was watching a documentary recently where they're like we actually nobody knows how much money they have wait what documentary oh it might have been uh, explained. I love. Yeah. True. Our guest That's is nodding true her crime. head. I um, think our guest loves the royals. Our guest is a huge fan of the royals. Isn't oh, anything about upset. the royals technically true crime because they 
are bad. True, this is true. You can't talk about the royals without inherently talking about true crime. You can't talk about them in a good way, I don't think. Mm -mm. People are always like, but the weddings are so fun. Oh my God. There are better events on TV. (laughs) You were talking about middle school. In high school, I stayed home to watch the royal wedding. Okay. So you are part of the problem. My parents, (laughs) for a full day, were like, yeah, our heterosexual son is home to watch the royal wedding. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) That's incredible. Okay. Yeah, you didn't do so good about really closeting yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Some things it's hard to hide. Uh, Yeah, that one really was. My love for Kate Middleton at the time. Yeah, I guess my equivalent would have been something like, I don't know, staying up to watch a WNBA game. Um, All right, what boys club did I witness this week? Um, My boys club that I witnessed is people who don't wear, like, waterproof or like snow adjacent shoes when it's snowing people who are just out and about in like sneakers stepping through the puddles they don't care what perplexes me about those people is it's like why aren't you falling down like why you slipped and falled why like the way that certain people walk has to be different because like i almost slip 37 times when i'm in shoes that i'm supposed to wear on ice yeah and it's like how are these people wearing nike running shoes and they're just like going about their day you know what was a surprise to me was the friday when it snowed that night i was wearing my doc martens and i didn't Mm. i didn't slip and i didn't get wet i wonder if those have really good traction they don't our guest is saying no she also has doc martens but hers are older and maybe worn out mine are very fresh and new okay now she thinks i'm being an asshole wait do you have (laughs) red ones you can't talk you have to just nod or shake your head wait what color do you have they're black we have the same ones, Ugh. and often we're like, "Who's or who's?" Wait, I have red ones that I got during when Wrecking Ball, the Miley Cyrus video. Do you remember that? <laughs> I was gay at this part, but my parents got me them for Christmas because that's the only thing I wanted, and I would literally for months just walk around my house in my underwear and my red Doc Martens. I guess now is as good a time as any to bring her in. I think so. Uh, the, our guest today is a fantastic comedian, um, self-described seven eighths of a dietitian. Um, she has a monthly show at Union Hall called The Last Drop. Uh, this will come out after the one in February, but it's on Monday. And Connor's going to be on it, which is very exciting. I'll be on it. Um, listeners, readers, etc. Maddie Peck. Hi. I have so much to say that I had to actually reach over halfway through and start taking notes. Oh, my God. Okay, thank God. So first of all, yeah. unseasonal depression. You're like... <laughs> We're all a little bit seasonally depressed, yeah. akin to bisexuality in that way. Yeah. We're all a little bi, we're all a little seasonally depressed. Mm-hmm. Also, anyone in Tompkins Square Park could be someone who stormed the Capitol. This is true. That's anyone, fair. any given person. And I know this because I was there, I want to say like a month ago, and I was sitting on a bench and this man, there was like thousands of benches open. This man sits right next to me, opens okay. a book titled 501 Self-Defense Moves You Need to Know. Oh, no. <laughs> and so he would there read. There are not 501. You wouldn't think. There he are. got creative. Okay. And he was going to do every single one of them. And I he would kind it. of go in intervals where he would sit down and read and then he would get up and then he would do them. Mm-hmm. And he'd sit back down to study and he would do them again. And then sometimes he would stretch. And he did this for the full 30 minutes I was there. Wait, why were you sitting in Tompkins Square Park for 30 minutes? That's a really personal question. <laughs> um, 
That part freaks me out because one time, don't <laughs> let this get in your head, but one time in like the 1890s, someone was eaten in the park. And I <laughs> don't let this get in your it. head, but in the 1890s, <laughs> Someone was literally there. cannibalized in that park and like, I can't forget cannibalism. And that makes sense. Yeah. If really that was going to happen anywhere in New York, it would be. Oh. That's fair. I'm also an Olympian at wearing the wrong shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you do wear the wrong shoes. I am so good at wearing shoes that are inappropriate for the weather conditions. That's All the you also I... never know when it's going to rain. No. No, you I'm, never check the weather. I am unwilling to check the weather app. And I wake up every day and I ask my roommate, who works from home? So she has not been outside that day. And I'll be like, is it cold outside? She's like, we both have the weather app on our phone. I actually. also want to say that Maddie has a full door to the outside in her room and <laughs> can just true. open it and check for herself. Um, Feet from your bed. Okay, Rich is what I'm hearing. You have it's a, balcony, a little tiny, tiny balcony. A cigarette balcony. <laughs> if you are flat Stanley, you could slip balcony. right through the crack. It's yeah, if you're if you're skinny enough, my balcony is dangerous. My balcony is not safe for skinny people. Gingerbread um, men, flat Stanley, a small bird. Anyone on Wait, America's today at my job, <laughs> this woman said to another woman, you look really small today. And she uh, said that as a compliment. Uh, and then I said, really that's really bad to say. I said that because I was like, I know because yeah, I'm practicing real. saying accountability because I'm in therapy. Okay. And then um, and then it was like this really uncomfortable conversation. But I feel like that's like, it was actually a British woman. Mm. And I said, oh, in America, that will, that's bad. You it's hard to that. stand up to British people. It's so hard. As we discussed with the Royal. That's kind of our whole culture is standing up to British people as Americans. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, really calling it back. Sorry. Um, founding father. Kind of founding father vibes. Wait, I hate, also hate the Royals. I didn't want to say that. Yeah. Well, who's your least favorite Royal? I don't know their names. Them. I can't be bothered to learn their names. Yeah. You know? Well, Charles Stick it to the man. To That's why I've watched so many documentaries about them. Yeah. William is... Is a just like a loser, and then Charles <laughs> is just like such a gross, just like a gross person. Okay. He's so yeah. gross. And they were born into that yeah. job, like that as Americans. Like yes, you get born into things like equal opportunities. Obviously, not a, like mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. in reality, but like compared to the UK, where you're literally born into a system where the, you get taxpayer dollars oh, to yeah. pay for your home for your whole life is invented generational wealth really yeah 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 Yeah. so we hate the royals and i like i don't know what we can do but like we. and you can tell her that you can tell the queen i said that yeah tell her fast you can write her a letter i think it'd be an urgent letter (laughs) in my mind you're gonna want to express ship that (laughs) these were my four tiktok searches hank green energy what is energy what is heat candy maker (laughs) (laughs) yeah we gave up and started watching candy Okay. How they make candy? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's beautiful to just watch. Hard it's candy. gorgeous. It's, yeah. You would love it because it's lollipops. Like, oh. Yeah, it's lollipops. We'll send it to you. Without send sticks. Like ribbon candy, too, I bet. Yes, really they make yes, ribbon candy. It's really beautiful yeah. to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so impressive. Yeah. If you think about it, like, science blows my mind. I'll be the first <laughs> to say it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm studying for my licensing exam right now, and so I'm doing a lot of biochem review. Was I think it's wild that you need to know all of that to tell people that they should eat an apple a day, not to diminish no. your job. No, 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 no. I agree. And here, the thing is, is I did, I've done the hardest thing you can do in the field and the easiest thing, and it's wild to me that they're the same degree. The hardest mm. thing is giving it all up. yeah actually the hardest thing is to uh step away from the plate quit your job at a hospital to pursue (laughs) stand-up wait we've all quit major jobs yeah like we have that's comic culture i feel what 
You were a paralegal. Okay, people always love to be impressed by that. Let me tell you, you don't need anything but the ability to read to do that job. Maddie, we have some questions for you. Okay. Welcome to Boys Club. Thank you. Um, you're part of the club now. Chombo. One of the boys. Um, is there a boys club that you were a part of? That I was a part of? Yeah. Um, yes. Are you familiar with DECA, either of you? It is a club in high school for high school students um, where you, it's like Shark Tank vibes, but you're not pitching a product, you're pitching a marketing plan. And so you compete in categories and you write like a research paper and then you do a 10 to 15 minute presentation to a panel of judges, um, which is like just people's dads who are accountants who like come and judge the (laughs) competition no like it's statewide and then national and so it was a really big thing in my high school randomly and you could do it as early as sophomore year like through your senior year and it was a huge it was a huge part of my life wow and okay, who it's, told the cool kids capitalism was cool? Um, yeah, and that's why it's a boys club. Oh, and geez. so it was a huge thing. We had like 150 kids at our high school who would do it. We had a very big program. And the teacher was really fun. She's one of those like young, fun mom teachers. Okay. Very like skip class, come cl- like cry in my classroom type of mom yeah. vibes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, so that was her energy. And so it was just seemed fun and you got trips if you were good at it. And it wasn't hard to be good at it. You just had to be good at bullshitting and like kind of smart. Wait, you won trips or you had trips to go present? If you like do well, you move on in the competition and then I you move on the trips. I love you got trips. You got trips. You got trips. <laughs> you got trips. Uh, I got it. You got to just get trips. <laughs> and so, yeah, so you would have like your, like a local competition. Okay. We would do it like in our town and that's like your, kind of like your county and then there was the state one, and that was in Boston. I'm from Massachusetts. Um, I thought you were from Maine. I'm so dumb. Really? Wait, where in Massachusetts? Uh, North Shore. Okay, go on. Okay. Um, Beverly, if that means anything to anyone. She's a Boston girly. I, like, kind of don't claim it, though. We can talk about that later. Mike is from... Um, it's a boys club I'm not a part of. Attleboro. Liking Boston. Yeah. Do you know Attleboro? Uh, yeah. I think anything that ends with borough in Massachusetts is kind of a bummer of a place. Oh my god. He said that Aaron Hernandez is from there. Uh-oh. Oh, dark. Yeah. Have you seen that documentary? <laughs> no. That's a crazy documentary. I need to watch it. They I kind of like crime. barely unpack several reasons why he could have been a murderer. One of which was his dad was abusive. Another okay. is that he was maybe closeted. And they had this like high school boyfriend of his who was like, yeah, we were secretly making out all the time. Just be like oh. interviewed. And he was like, but they like didn't really... It was so many... Po- it was too much going on Wait, for one documentary. I don't like the narrative in TV of, like, this person's closeted and that's why they're evil. Nate Jacobs. Th- yeah, that's my beef dad. with Euphoria right now. Yeah. No, spoiler also, like, alert if you haven't seen Euphoria. Like, it's bad for gay people. <laughs> who's closeted in 2022? Yeah. Yeah, it's unrealistic. That's... Yeah. No, no, no. I know. It's like, can't there just be... Why can't there just be happy, comfortable gay people on TV? It doesn't have to they always be that. such a struggle. The lesbians are sad, and then they make the gay men murderers or yeah. bad people. Yeah. And it's annoying. And it's like, actually, I don't know a single gay person who's murdered anybody. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, in my personal life, Connor. John Wayne. <laughs> um, okay. So you were a little capitalist. If you didn't know this about Maddie, she sold Avalon products? 
That was really close. Avon. 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 They still do when that. I was, when, door to door. The year 2008, what? I was, sold Avon. Wait, is that related to DECA? No, it's related no, to the recession. No, that's related to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all, in fifth grade. I know. We all dealt with the recession differently. <laughs> um, my, well, I was... I My dad famously is very honest with me about a lot of adult things at a young age. Mm-hmm. One of them being money. Um, and he had lost his job and he told me that and he was like, and like, it's going to be fine, but things are going to be a little different. Things are going to be a little tighter. Um, and so, and I was like just an anxious child. So from that age on, it was like, money's really important. And this is dark. Sorry. Um, money's really important. And, um, I was like, well, like I'm responsible. Why won't anyone give me a job? It was very like pro child labor (laughs) at a young age. And so I like sold, we lived across from this like Christmas tree farm type stand. I would like sell cookies at it and like cater people's Christmas parties with these cookies I would make. I sold lip balm that I would make. And then for a while I was selling Avon, which is like, if you don't know what Avon is, it's like Mary Kay. Is Um, it a pyramid scheme? Like kind of. You also get trips from that. I was bad at it, Matt, so I didn't get trips. Looking to get trips. <laughs> Wait, so you up to people's He's like, I gotta go on a vacation. Who's giving out trips? <laughs> Wait, also, did anyone kiss on the trips? Um, and Decca, right? We should back kiss, to Decca. Kiss on the lips. On back the trips. to me. In so like that was pre legal this, capitalism. This is just kind of a story of Maddie's uh, capitalist grind. Yes, and then I got to, and then got to high school, could legally have jobs. Um. And started doing DECA. Started paying taxes. Started paying taxes. Um, I'm trying to think of what my first project was. I I worked with my friend Olivia. She was my my capitalism partner. I've never met an Olivia I didn't think was interesting. (laughs) She's cool. She's really cool. I think she's interesting. Wait, and then later in life, we rekindled our friendship by going to Berlin for three days together. That's cute. Yeah. Trips, sweet. always with the trips. <laughs> that was a big part of my life. Manny loves trips. <laughs> travel. And now famously too broke to travel anywhere. Would like to go on a trip again sometime. Gonna have to rejoin DECA. See the world before it melts and dies. Hey. Actually, this girl the other day Good at point. work was like, I'm from Seattle. And in my head, I was like, your family's going to die. To <laughs> your days are numbered. So yeah. your days. I live in Seattle. Out. Wait, why Seattle specifically? Was it you that told me this? There are too many people that are reading about the environment. No, you told me this. Oh, someone told me and then I told Neeks. Um, <laughs> Seattle is like 100% going to fall off. Like 100%. <laughs> like it's past its due. It's past due. I feel due. like if Seattle's going to fall off, Manhattan's fucked. No. We got water on three sides. Not here. For all sides. Three, I think Seattle sides. is like literally I like it is... It is in, like, it is done. Like, it is in the ground. Is it, like, Back Bay in Boston where it's kind of, like, built on filled-in land that shouldn't have been? I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. And I don't know, but that sounds right. Sounds accurate. That sounds like it could be true. I think that if you said any of these things three years ago, I would be, like, not a big deal. But now with COVID, I'm like, oh, that's going to happen. Yeah, bad things are so real to me. Bad (laughs) things are real. Were you, Nika, were you the one who told me about how we've just lost nuclear bombs in the Atlantic? No, but I was there when you heard that, I think. Yeah, that was devastating. There's like four of them. I think we you just told don't me know that. How do you know that? 
I don't know. Maybe it was no, it was Jesse. Connor and Maddie keep thinking that I'm telling these, them these things, but they're telling them to me. I am not the source of any information. I'm just kind of taking things in from you I guys. I just remember you being present. Well, I'm kind of around. You are famously around. <laughs> I'm around. You're around a lot. I'm around. I I'm doing so. science. <laughs> You're very not anxious. You don't have anxiety within. I told you about this the other day. I already did the only thing I've ever wanted to do in this life, That's and now I'm fine. <laughs> So beautiful. Like, I don't care about the nuclear reactors. I don't care about all. I don't care about Seattle. It's yeah. fine. Whereas you and I are like, I feel like very frenetic, yeah. waiting for the the other shoe to drop and Always. the other shoe is a nuclear bomb. I'm constantly like, am I about to get murdered? Am I about to slip and fall mm. and die? There's a girl. Have you seen those TikToks that are like? Which which path would you take to go on a walk alone? And then they show all these like beautiful paths through like cities or like the countryside i like when they do houses which house would you buy oh yeah Mm -hmm. and all of them like even with the house ones because it's always like a big house with a lot of windows i'm like all the reasons this would make me anxious wow yeah so there was like one through i'm looking at the architecture (laughs) and through the forest i'm like murdered murdered through the city i'm like followed when i was a kid i really wanted to be a disney channel original star just a disney channel star not original star just disney channel star (laughs) what's the difference (laughs) i don't know you're right and then but i like i wanted to be like have my own disney channel movie but i was nervous that if i got that i was like already anxious that i would get kidnapped because i'd be a high profile person and it's like babe (laughs) Get there, cross that bridge when we come to it. Also, to be a, which a Disney, Disney Channel, Channel star's a high-profile person. Name a single Disney Channel star that was murdered. Name one. Like, where did I just get that from? Well, our brains Not are murdered, like, well, but... you would be the first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> An yeah. original in that I way. feel like we grew up in a time where, especially you two, where, us three, I mean, where, <laughs> like, murder and kidnapping was, like, a thing was my like my dad definitely drilled into my head that you could be kidnapped at any moment. Yes, was it your was it your dad, someone's dad, where they would take them to a parking lot and be like, "All right, how would yes, you get out of this?" This is my dad. Okay, so there is a there is a, there is a coffee shop in Savannah called Foxy Loxy. Great coffee shop. If you're in Savannah, check it out. Um, my sister and I would go there sometimes to do like work and hang out, and uh, the way the parking lot is behind it, and like that area of town is like it's like fine, but definitely like at night a little bit like just you should be paying attention um and the parking lot is like behind and it's just like this fenced in parking lot and a really shallow driveway to get out and so my dad would every time we go there he'd be like how would you get out if you were if somebody was trying to get you and uh the right answer is step up on the cars and hop the fence so so if you were out there so you know he's he's so interesting because I've, i've said this to you before he like is always testing us on that always trying to show us new he knows 501 self-defense moves. Let me he wrote tell you that, that book. Much. He maybe wrote that book. He's always showing us new self-defense moves. Always kind of being like, what would happen if somebody grabbed you like this, etc. But then also, like, we'll be out and about, and he's like, so, like, oh, why are you anxious about this area? And it's like, you're the one who's made me anxious. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, my God. I Kelly Clarkson. say that to my dad often. Like, he'll joke. He'll be like, oh, you're so anxious. I'm like, it is genetic, and I get it <laughs> from you, actually. <laughs> Oh my oh my God. You, know, you know how you get your mental illnesses from your parents? I don't know where I got mine. <laughs> you don't think it's from your mom or your dad? I've, I've had this joke before. I'm like, I think my parents have uh, mental health, but it's asymptomatic. And mine's so symptomatic. <laughs> I think that. Wait, what do you think your mental health issues are? I'm neurotic. Mm. And... Is that, like, diagnosable? I don't Is know. Is that in the DSM-5? <laughs> I have no DSM-5? idea. I, I definitely am anxious, too, but in, like, a, in a different way than you two. I think mine's understated and i've had some uh not to get 
dark, but like, you know, self-image stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, not loving yourself, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my god. It's yeah. always We've very. We all had that. I know. When I talk to my therapist about it, I'm like, this is so first thought. It's embarrassing. I know. That it's like this simple. That it's like, oh yeah, you were in a uh, like, you're trans and like you didn't like yourself for so long because of that, and it's like, ugh, stupid. <laughs> oh, stupid. That's so first thought. That's how I feel about food stuff and historically being having that be hard and weird. Yeah, like, and it's first thought. Yeah, because it's like I mean, for both of us, it's like okay, thin white women with a troubled relationship with food. Never seen that before. Yeah. For you, it's like white gay man with a troubled relationship with food. We're so hacky Original. with our mental illness. Yeah. And it is okay. okay, so what is a boys club you were not a part of? We're not or actively not? Like now? No, I'm Either one. what you're thinking. Okay. Um, you can do two. Okay. Boys club you're not a part of? Um, boys club I'm not a part of is spelling the word guarantee correctly, uh, within one to five attempts. I spell it so incorrectly that autocorrect is like, what are you trying to say? Here's the truth about spelling bees. (laughs) They are ableist. Okay. They're bad. Dyslexia. Spelling bees are just like, it's like, congratulations, you can spell. Like, who the fuck cares? Like, that's, like... It should be a kindness bee. That's the gayest thing I ever said, but it's true. It's just like a spelling a bee. bee. Like, who the fuck a spelling bee? Like, you Wait. got these kids studying dictionaries for what? Go to the park. Like, that, yeah, yeah, no. I'm with you. And I also like, yeah, go play Foursquare. Go play Foursquare. Yeah. It's like, also, I love when they're like, can you use it in a sentence? It's like, that's how is that helping you spell the word? I don't know. No, I want you to read this word out loud because I just, one time, yeah. Myriad. That's the That's word. That's the word. Okay. Myriad. Yeah. Myriad? Myriad. I think myriad's probably fine too. Myriad. Okay, Maddie, how did so you say it? So we were once, <laughs> we're having a very, I couldn't use it. A pretty serious conversation and I, with my entire chest, <laughs> pronounced that word as, this <laughs> is so, so embarrassing, myriad. <laughs> And I have been saying that my entire life. Okay, and, and I no like, one has corrected me. And I was like, "Wait, stop!" Say You're that like again. respectfully myriad. And I was like, "Wait, did you use the word?" Yes. Yeah. We were like, having a I... real, like, serious conversation. How did you have it in your brain? Like I. And also, what was the I typed that word? I don't know. Probably about love or something. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I was saying like for a variety of reasons, but I was like. What if I use this SAT word I can't pronounce? My raid. And I was like, what the fuck did you use? Which is funny because that's not how it's spelled. The I comes before the A. Yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. I think it's spelling actually is like, and grammar in general, hot take. I think people say this a lot now is that it's like kind of culturally problematic, mm-hmm. kind of like ableist a little bit. Certain people's brains remember how things look. Mm-hmm. So if I see the way that someone's name is spelled, I will, one time, I will probably remember how it's spelled. But if someone spells, I, my name is Connor with one N because my parents wanted to be Irish. This is America. Like, we're not, we're not, we're not <laughs> Okay, you're America. American. <laughs> so, like, that's, like, you're insane. Amazing. And it's like, <laughs> I'm not offended when people spell my name wrong. It's like, okay, that person doesn't look at a name and just simply remember yeah. it. Their brain holds on to, like, information, visual information differently. I love when people get my name wrong because... My name is Maddie, which is the name of one third of all white women. And so, <laughs> it's a very hot name right now. It, I feel really like 
connected to people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sometimes people get my name wrong, too. They spell it with a Y. <laughs> um, she spell it with a Y on Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. People love to spell my name with a K. That's crazy to me. N-I-K-O. I think it looks bad with a K, no offense, if you're a person it, who spells Nico with a K. And then is it yeah. still short for Nicholas? I guess. Maybe in, like, Russia, Nicholas. I know one. <laughs> <laughs> Only accents. You Indiana. can hear. You can really hear the K in that. So that's huge. Listen, just getting into linguistics and origins yeah. and whatnot. I think K's come out of Russia. I get really. <laughs> Jen spells her name. My roommate Jen spells her name with two N's. Yep. Um, I and I always hot. correct people on that. And you spell your name with one N. I know. So and like, I, I gave one to her. On oh, that's cute. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. You guys are sharing. Yeah. Well, back kidding. to what you were saying about um, language being. And like words being that being ableist, also culturally, I think people are finding now that like you were saying, like grammar and spelling and like dialect is very cultural and very regional. And as yeah. always, language fails us and is so limited. And like the more, like I think the, like there are I don't know grammatical rules. It's like who if you can per, if you can um, get across the point you're trying to make, what does it matter if it follows the grammatical rules or not? You know. Yeah. And now like commas are like. Like lawless, it's a wild west with commas. Lawless, they're like commas are lawless. People just throw them up wherever they want. You love to put commas in your texts where you naturally pause in your speech. Yeah, because I want you to read it. I don't want it to be grammatically correct. I want you to read it the way I would sound. No, I know, and I always do. I always read that as your like little pause and your little emphasis. Yeah, thank you. But I would never like type a paper that way or like write something formally that way. Well, I know. Yeah, it's um, but it's interesting. But commas, you could though, because commas are. They're We've given up now. on them as a community. I think yeah. so. That's cool. I don't really think all that much about where I place my commas anymore professionally because mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I, I am an Oxford have... comma boy, though. That, That's good. I respect that. Thank you. That's the one where when you have three. And you put it before the and. Okay. Oh, are I you... am too. Are you? Um, this is a Vampire Weekend song, isn't it? Oxford comma. I don't think I have an opinion. I am, just so we bond over it. Thank you. Because that's what's more important than grammar. Agreed. Wow. Is love. And shared language. Mm-hmm. And love always prevails. Um, the last question is, Maddie, what is a boys club you would like to see in the world? I know we talked a little bit about food stuff earlier. I'm going to bring it back because I think I, a boys club I want to see is people who've abandoned their lifestyle and food blogs. I think more people should quit doing that. <laughs> Get them out of there. Ex-food bloggers. Yeah. And I think, like, Maddie, someone needs to go up and be like, hey, like, it's literally okay if you don't do this anymore. Like, I would I would like to say one thing. Okay. You are maybe on the verge of doing one yourself. No, I used to have one, and I kind of abandoned it. But you're maybe coming back to it. I might have to. Well, so I'm getting a small chunk of money to sort of do it again with videos. Okay, true. And I'm broke, so that's why I'm doing that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I don't think most food bloggers are doing it for the money. Yeah. I think most food bloggers are married to a man, and they're yes. doing, and there are women. I should say that, and they're doing it for attention. Allison Roman vibes, Ooh, and I... some people are not self aware about it. Who's and, Allison Roman? Uh, she. Connor okay, gave, the Connor, look, Connor needs to start. Where were like, you during coronavirus? I know. Allison Roman got. Do you see on the Z Way show? 
Is she on Z-Way? Yeah, when Z- before Z-Way was on Showtime and she would do oh, she, Instagram lives. Oh, she does the live. The lives were the best. The lives were the best. The lives were, that was like the The woman is so of, Yeah, the Such lives were, have you watched the lives? No. I'm going to send you the Rose McGowan live and you will never watch Charmed again. Where to start? His <laughs> what, wild. What is Charmed? <laughs> oh my, oh my God. God. Charmed was like, that was a huge error for Hot Witches and I loved it. Yeah, okay, my younger brother watched Charmed. That's when I, I feel like it makes sense my younger brother's gay because he like owns the box set of Charmed. That's gay, right? That is gay. That's really gay. Allison Roman is who? So she's, a, she's like a celebrity woman. chef vibes. Oh, not a white woman. Not a white woman. I think that's fine. And no, I'm she is. never going to say anything better. No, she is again. a white woman. And fine. She is known for like uh, whitewashing um, cultural Ooh. recipes. She oh, like... Um, and then really being really mean to Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, okay. in a way Marie that... Kondo. And a, Yeah. <laughs> and like it was... <laughs> she was it was mean. just crazy. <laughs> it was really mean. I think that I also whitewash cultural food, but that's because I can't cook. So, no, no, no. But Here's you don't the thing. profit when off of When you it. try <laughs> to monetize it or, like, yeah. claim it as your own, that's a problem. I claim it as I'm bad at cooking. You're not, like, writing it's it down in a recipe book. Pepper. Oh, no, no. In no. USA Today. And I wouldn't Today. dare make a recipe book. <laughs> no, that's not That's something ever. you can't catch me doing. And anyways, I, like... With my own experience of having... Also, here's why it was a little different for me. Here's an exception to my own rule. Okay. Um... I have a four-year degree and did an entire residency in Seven nutrition yes. and dietetics. Seven-eighths of a dietitian. Seven-eighths of a dietitian. Um, yeah, Bachelor's of Science Nutrition. Bunch of, and bunch of BS. So, <laughs> so it's like I... She's with, eating a Tootsie Pop, by the way. Yes. Um, I'm an authority paper. in the field. So, like, if I get on the internet and I'm like, hi, I'm like educated licensed and trained to talk about this i'm also clinically based so like um i would dive a lot into the like research and like physiological reasons why you should or shouldn't eat something i also don't believe in should or should not eating food i also talked a lot about disordered eating and diet culture and i was doing that from a place of like i actually have an education in this yeah um and a lot of people don't, and, like, everyone thinks they're a nutritionist because they read two fucking articles in, like, Better Homes and Gardens about keto and, like, think they know everything. That's really harmful. And I think a lot of people push a harmful narrative and then don't necessarily, like, take accountability for it. Or at the very least, just stop posting. Like, I posted things before where, in hindsight, I was, like, I don't know how helpful this plate of sharing this plate of food was because I was like restricting at that point or like I don't know how helpful it was for me to post this one thing because it's like do you need to hear this from a thin white woman about the body neutrality movement you know so like I think some people don't have a self-awareness around that and they just like continue to have these blogs and they can gain a lot of traction and yeah. oftentimes are like pushing harmful things yeah um and also some people are bad at it and they should quit <laughs> true and some people i'm like okay like no this is no like this is so uninteresting to look at or read. i have a boys club and i want to know your thoughts on it okay. i think that a boys club is people who talk about intuitive eating Okay. Tell me, what are your Continue. thoughts on intuitive eating? Um, I think it's an end goal, and I think some people 
try to pursue it a little too before they're ready. Totally. Um, and okay, wait, time out. Can you guys yeah. break down what intuitive eating so is? So intuitive yes. eating is probably how I'm you actually eat. the dummy so, of the podcast. For okay, those so of you listening. okay, intuitive it's not eating. How a normal person eats. Right? Yeah, so it's the concept that so when you're a little little baby and you're breastfeeding, you know how I wasn't much breastfed, and that's why I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> my mom actually, said I never latched. Actually, that's something I had to tell people. I'm like, if you're feeding your baby with formula, just to let you know, high chance will be gay. They will be gay if they're not on. And a then they whip now, out a titty, and they're gay. like, "We can't do this, and we must breastfeed." Mm. Um, okay. No, so there is like um like an innate thing within us uh, where we we know how to like regulate our hunger and fullness cues. Uh, you're like born with those. Um, your body like knows how much it's supposed to have. You have a set point weight. Um, this is all regulated by hormones and genetics and all these fun things. Uh, and as you get older, uh, you're socialized into a lot of food rules. So it's like what you should eat or what you shouldn't eat and what a healthy body looks like and what a quote unhealthy body looks like. And, mm-hmm. um, so you kind of like, uh, are learning all of these things that impact the way you see food, how much you eat and how you interpret your own hunger and fullness cues. And then some people lose them entirely. Uh, so especially if you've struggled with disordered eating, your disorder dictates all of that dictates how you see yourself and how you, don't nourish yourself and uh intuitive eating is kind of getting back to like trusting your body and fueling yourself in a way that like works for you individually um and a lot of times I think people jump to that too early when you're recovering from disordered eating um because you need to like reestablish your weight and you need to like physically recover um and then you need to you know work on like challenging fear foods and doing other things before you're ready to fully intuitive eat like you need to follow a meal plan for a little while um and so i think some people think they can just jump right into it and that can be so overwhelming and scary and hard and Mm -hmm. can maybe even like re-trigger binge and restrict um so there's like a lot of pre-work you have to do before you get there about the way you see food and your relationship to it and the way you um like view your body and other things etc that wasn't terribly wow. articulate <laughs> for i feel like with the, uh the gym bro like people guys who have disordered eating mm-hmm. it's also like i feel like the way that it manifests for a lot of men is like is bulking up and it's mm-hmm. like oh i'm eating i'm actually eating a lot of food but it's like you're restricting what you're eating but it's also like eating lean so that you have like just yeah. like well, no you bulk fat and on you, you you cut right the cutting is crazy exactly yeah. and it's like but it's like it's seen as like i'm actually maybe gaining weight or i'm getting bigger or like whatever so it mm-hmm. almost feels like counter like to what you know what i mean like it almost feels like it's not an eating disorder because it's like you're you're mm-hmm. getting bigger but it's like it's still yeah. a problematic relationship to people feel. think eating disorder means anorexia right exactly that's mm-hmm. like not how it works it's no like, there's such well, it's a, a, simple... a wide array of disorders and um, that uh, physiologically affect you differently and um, people of all sizes and can be associated with weight gain just as much as weight loss. Right. It's just as simple as, is your relationship to food healthy mm-hmm. or not, you know? It's like, do you have regimented rules that cause you, like, such a great deal of anxiety to break? Do you let it dictate oh, your life? Yeah. It's and, like, are you unable to look at your body neutrally and give it permission to change? I always think alcohol is the same in that... Mm-hmm. 
people are always like, oh, I don't drink alone. People, people, there are people mm-hmm. who have it. There's this cultural thing like, oh, if you don't drink alone, you're not an alcoholic. Yeah. Oh. Who cares about, I don't think oh, alcohol is about drinking alone. It's more like, did you get really drunk and then punch your neighbor? And it's like, <laughs> like, did you do something yeah. that is like causing unnecessary burden on your life because of a substance? Like, then yeah. that's not a great substance for you. Like, right. Yeah. So that is even the same way. Like, and if like, it is causing you, burden. Could you stop today? Yeah. Ultimately, we're all yeah. addicted to something. Yeah. And that's what euphoria is about. Oh, interesting. What is you... that? No, a 13-year-old said that on TikTok, and I thought it was smart. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, we're all addicted to something, and they're like, Cassie's addicted to love. <laughs> and I was like, that's so true. Wow. Oh, and I, love it. addictions are really interesting. I don't think that's real. That sounds like an 80s song. No, love addiction's real. Isn't Am it? I problematic? I don't know. Do you just mean people that always <laughs> need to be in a relationship? We're always the high of being in love. There is definitely such a thing as a love addict. I think that's like a... I don't know if it's labeled as an addiction. I'm sure it's an array of other attachment issues and stuff. I'm sure it's... But the term love addict, I feel like I've heard before. Maybe it's not the right term. Sex addict? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that too. Okay. But I I think love addict probably is like a... <laughs> yeah, like the person who always has been in a relationship, but it's like <laughs> love addict. Like something a DJ would yell at the beginning of a set, like raise your hands if you're a love addict. <laughs> DJ love addict. But I think I think there are people who like are are probably addicted to romance. I, you know, and... people that like their whole like I feel like this happens with people. This you know, this is I think people who don't have like hobbies. bombing. No. Oh my god, people who don't... Oh, that's a boys club I'm not a part of. People who don't have people hobbies. People who don't have hobbies, so they get a dog and they make it their whole life. <laughs> well, that's the same thing I was about to say. Can they like, change it? Can we cut the last 30 minutes? That's Or people who do have hobbies get a dog and then they that still I always need to leave the hobbies to go deal with the dog. Yeah. That's perplexing. And they're me. always like, guys, I'm so sorry I have to leave because the dog's at home. And you're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm sorry you don't have a personality. It's just, like, Thanks. exhausting. Yeah, that is really You're wild. my friend and you have a dog. Know that I love you and this isn't about you. But then I also have friends who have a really full life and a dog and they aren't annoying about it. So it's possible. And no, but... some of you are just choosing to fill a hole in your life with an animal. Wait, you grew up with a dog? Two of them. You grew to not Pablo and Izzy. Pablo and Izzy. Um, I had a dog for five years. He was an adopted greyhound. His name was Red. Did and he was a racer. A, did your dad do something? Did your dad take him away? No, my dad had such a strong emotional reaction when he died. In fact, when my dog died, my dad was so sad. This is so depressing. He took the leash and went on the walk alone. (laughs) (laughs) Men are so broken. That's so beautiful. (laughs) Wait, that's like the sweetest thing I've literally ever in my entire life. He's so sweet. Your dad's capacity to love makes me worried about my own. Birthday's coming up. Birthday's coming up. Our dad's birthdays are two days apart. Isn't that crazy? What day? February 16th and February 14th. Mm-hmm. When's your dad's birthday? November. <laughs> that is the natural next step. November, <laughs> November 27th. Okay, uh, he's a Thanksgiving Sagittarius. guy. Cool. Mm. When's your mom's Sag. birthday? February 9th. Is so that, she's an Aquarius woman. Did that happen yet? No, no it's coming up. Um, did that happen yet? Your own mother's birthday. I love her. She's so scary. She's such a scary <laughs> woman. Would Hi. you see, I want you to see, show Maddie a picture of your parents in a second because you're like, that. how do they have three that. gay sons? These two, straight as an arrow folks. I, so, like, if you were to write, say, 
point out a straight couple in the room. It's Connor's parents. I have a story about Connor before Even more than friends. my parents and your parents, Connor's parents are straight people. And was, they they're have very heterosexual. Three gay sons. Well, Connor and Nick, no, Connor and Maddie both have all queer people in their family, and I do not. That's a boys club you guys are a part of. That's true. Not in your family, the kids. Yeah. The kids Wait, are, are you okay. one of two kids? Oh my god, I almost got my dad to tell me... I, I was drunk on Christmas Eve. I go, statistically speaking, you both come from a family of five. There's no way you're all straight. Totally. Because, like, my mom has four siblings, technically. Uh, and then my dad, technically, also has four siblings. And I think so it's like, every day. one of you, one of you has to be bisexual at the minimum. By okay. the minimum, one of my favorite phrases. Absolutely. People always say, oh, one of three gay kids. I want it to be more like, no, one of three kids who came out. Oh, who mm-hmm. came out. I feel like there's obviously lots of gay people. Unless yeah. God literally made gay people for population control, which I don't think he did. They did. One of my favorite things about Connor is people that he love does that joke. In God. <laughs> Wait, I really do. I really do. That's okay. God. How else do you think we all got here? Chance. And our... um, Wait, evolution. but what about? I actually just don't want to engage with it because it's like, who cares? We're here. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, now you've made Connor cry. <laughs> Take a laugh. I do wonder sometimes if I simply can't handle the reality, which is that nothing matters and that there's nothingness after this. And that, like, mm. that is too much to simply bear. Yeah. The cease to be conscious is something that makes me so scared. I, I hate up. the way you said that. <laughs> you couldn't have said that worse. The, see, see, the um... secession to be conscious. <laughs> it has very shivo Wait, energy. I can't talk um, to shy, no though. longer have your consciousness is oh. so fucking horrifying that i have to believe in reincarnation my only reincarnation makes a lot of sense to me because matter cannot be created or destroyed so everything technically you know not to be a scientist on the pod but everything has to yeah. go somewhere energy has to go somewhere matter has to go yeah, somewhere so we, be, do, we do become something else yeah but that something else might not have like a it might not be sentient no it might not be yeah. sentient but we do become something else <sighs> But I want to be like, sentient forever. What but I want to be but, me. I like being me. I feel like at some point, I like being me too. But I feel like at some point I'm gonna be like, that's kind of enough of this. Okay, so, uh, do we, Maddie, is there anything else you would like to plug before you go? Anything you have to say? No, oh, I guess not. Uh, my Instagram is mpeck underscore. My Twitter is still mab underscore. I oh, think I like that. you can follow me there. Also, Last Drop Comedy on Instagram, because that's where me and Caroline post about our monthly show at Union Hall that a, we love doing. Yeah. We'd a, love for you to come to. It's a great show. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Union Hall's a good spot. Thanks for being on, Maddie. Thanks for having me. Are we going to do ASMR? Thanks We're going to whisper our way out. This <clears> was <throat> really That was a really guttural whisper I just did. Bye. Okay, bye. Love you. Love you guys. Everyone kiss. <laughs> Hey boys, thanks for listening to our podcast, Boys Club. Connor, where can they find you on socials? You can find me on Instagram at Connor Janda, that's C-O-N-O-R, Panda with a J. You can find me at Nico Carney, N-I-C-O Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. You can follow both of us at Boys Club Comedy on Instagram. We have a monthly show at Club Coming, last week of the month. Uh, if you're in New York City, you better come hang out, come part, be part of the club. Okay, see you soon, boys. XOXO. Bye.